Today's episode is brought to you by Open Mortgage, where better is possible. A 74-year-old with a five-bedroom home and no retirement nest egg asked if they should sell or rent their home, or is there another solution? Dan Holtquist joins Fairway Independent Mortgage. In commentary, without a national retirement policies, Americans face a future of pension crises. Those are your top reverse mortgage news stories for the week of March 1st, 2021. You're listening to Heckam World Weekly. It's the nation's only weekly podcast for you, the reverse mortgage professional. I'm a 74-year-old widower bouncing around in a five-bedroom house that was my home to my late wife and our two children, now grown since 1995. So writes a reader in the column, help me retire in Market Watch. Just three years into our mortgage, he writes, my wife was diagnosed with terminal breast cancer. The outcome for me as a surviving spouse is this. I still owe the home with a $1,650 payment. I have three income sources, a beneficiary pension, my own pension, and Social Security. But with cuts in my living expenses, I am able to balance the income and outflow pretty well, but without any sort of retirement nest egg to lean on. Should I move out, lease the home, live in a rental house or apartment, or should I simply sell? Thank you for your consideration, writes KT. Dear KT, writes the columnist, thanks so much for writing. You seem to have many options, but you'll have to ask yourself some important questions first. Financial advisors say, so often housing expenses are one of the largest expenses for retirees. And choosing to stay in the same home you've lived in for decades versus downsizing to somewhere else could make or break a budget. So ask yourself what you really want to do in the next 5, 10, or 15 years. Would the back and forth of working with tenants as a landlord and still managing that home be worth more than selling it and moving elsewhere? You also have to think about the unexpected events as a landlord such as COVID-19, and of course, if the tenants cannot pay their monthly rent, then that puts the landlord in a real financial pinch. And he concludes with this. The other option is to sell the home, as you mentioned, and if you did that, you might want to consider a smaller, more manageable home or condo closer to family and friends. There was one option that you didn't mention, writes the columnist, a reverse mortgage, which you would have to carefully consider. Not all retirees would benefit from a reverse mortgage, but some financial advisors said it might work for your particular situation. You may recognize the name Dan Holtquist if you've attended training webinars in the past or read his book, which is on Amazon and also Audible, Understanding Reverse. Well, Dan Holtquist has just joined Fairway Independent Mortgage, and I reached out to my friend for his thoughts. He said, I've known Harlan Acola for a long time, and he and others at Fairway have been very supportive of my work with Understanding Reverse. Harlan has written a book of his own that complements mine nicely. While Understanding Reverse explains the nuts and bolts of how a reverse mortgage works, his book, Home Equity and Reverse Mortgages, covers why the product works and how it should be viewed as a retirement solution. Today, Fairway has over 4,000 loan officers across the nation. That's a significant footprint in the mortgage lending space, and it's one that Dan will capably fill with training the sales force on how to prospect, originate, and refer reverse mortgage loans. Congratulations, Dan. Powered by People, that is the name of the e-guide that you can download at openmortgage.com forward slash join hyphen us. And they are the sponsor of our weekly podcast series, so we wish to thank them. There's a ton of great information in there that you'll find very useful. So again, we want to thank our sponsor, 
open mortgage where better is possible. Now on to our final story for this week. That is, without a national retirement policy, Americans are facing a future of pension crises. Yeah, not just one, but many. This according to a recent commentary in Pensions and Investments Online. Now today we're seeing increasing income inequality and a concentration of wealth. That's been growing for decades, by the way, in the U.S., but even more so following the economic consequences of a national lockdown in COVID-19. However, not to be overlooked is a looming pension crisis, and that's why I found David Blitzstein's commentary so interesting. He says the last time Congress actually thought holistically, at least the big picture about U.S. retirement, was 40 years ago in 1981. He said the ill-timed President Commission on Pension Policy, established under an executive order by then-President Carter in 1979, issued its report two years later in 1981. But that report, like many things in D.C., was discarded by the following administration. That was the Reagan administration and then forgotten by subsequent presidents and Congress. Now, perhaps it's time to revisit that forgotten report, says Bletstein. The commission called for mandatory employer contributions at a minimum of 3% of payroll for every employee over the age of 25 and 1,000 hours of employment. So that's the so-called minimum universal pension system, or MUPS, as they called it. It would be administered, at least in the 1981 study as they proposed it, by employer pension plans through a clearinghouse in the Social Security Administration. And it would be an enactment of the Public Employee Retirement Income Security Act for state and local government plans. And that would be modeled after some of the existing organizations that we have today. Now, Fast forward to 2021, and Blitzstein says we are confronting a retirement system that is failing much of the population, and it portends economic and social tragedy. According to a recent report from the Center for Retirement Research at Boston College, 51% of American households, as of the third quarter of 2020, will not have enough retirement income to maintain their pre-retirement standard of living, even if they work to age 65 and annuitize their financial assets. And that includes receipts from a reverse mortgage on their home. And then there's a number of state and local pensions that are in a death spiral. You've seen it in the news. I live here in California and our pension plan with PERS is in dire straits. They have Illinois and several other states that are billions of dollars in unfunded pension obligations. Then we have Social Security trust funds, which are projected to be depleted in 2035. That could result in over 20% of benefit cuts unless Congress steps in and makes some meaningful reforms. The U.S. retirement system, by the way, he writes, received a mediocre grade of a C plus when being measured by the prestigious Mercer CFA Institute of the Global Pension Index. So the failure of the U.S. national retirement policy, he says, is a result of a leadership void. I totally agree. And regulatory fragmentation. And the members of the 1979 to 81 Presidential Commission on Pension Policy recognized that problem when they recommended the consolidation of all pension regulation into one department. Now, a pension crisis can morph into social unrest. We've seen that in Argentina, we've seen it in France, and we've seen it in Greece. The U.S. Treasury Department and the Federal Reserve need to focus on the role of the pension system in enhancing capital formation and investment in the U.S. economy. And the historically low interest rates we have today 
driven by quantitative easing and printing money. Those have actually hurt the pension system, reducing returns and is also requiring special assistance from the central bank and treasury. And that's a wrap of episode 659 of Heckam World Weekly. You can listen and subscribe to this show on iTunes or catch us at HeckamWorld.com. If you're not there at our website, HeckamWorld.com, be sure to go there because you can find our weekly video commentary and analysis articles and our monthly top 100 Heckam Lenders report, which, by the way, comes out today on March 1st. Thanks again for joining us with the nation's only weekly podcast for the reverse mortgage professional.